You're listening to Eureka on Monocle 24, brought to you by the team behind The Entrepreneurs. I'm Tom Edwards. This week on the programme, we're featuring another branding corner where we take a deeper dive into the story of a brand and its devising or its reimagining. One of our regular brand storytellers is the founder and CEO of Agency Fresh Britain, Bob Sheard. Now, it's particularly pertinent as Bob's going to be talking next week about Brand Britain and what it means for all the brands operating in its slipstream. That's happening at a special panel here in London. Bob will be there alongside other great voices from academia, culture and, of course, lots of amazing British brands. Ahead of that, we asked Bob to talk to us about a project he and the Fresh Britain team had worked on, building a brand for, appropriately enough, a neighbourhood right here in London. Here is Bob then, with insights into the innovations that helped Fresh Britain brand Waterloo. Waterloo was a fantastic project and I think one of the great things about it is when you're looking to create a brand you're looking for something immutable to sort of pivot off and what the immutable thing about Waterloo is it's not moving it's always going to be where it is geographically so it's always going to be opposite Parliament it's always going to be opposite Whitehall it's always going to be a train station and the people that move in and out of Waterloo in the morning and out of an evening are outsiders. They don't live in London, that's why they're moving in and out and through the station. So those two immutable facts, that it's outside the establishment and it is populated by outsiders. Now, one of the brilliant things about it is that's 100 million visitors a year, which puts it on par almost with Oxford Street. So it's a place with enormous traffic, but with a unique sense of identity that's not perhaps been articulated properly. So it was always seen by the establishment as a place of, if you read Peter Ackroyd, he describes it as a place of pestilence and prostitution. But it's been this amazing place. Waterloo Bridge was actually rebuilt during the war by women, you know, so it's been this place of empowerment and inspiration. In the 60s, British popular culture at the start of the 60s was very much driven by the ruling classes. So the the sort of celebrity of the day was Princess Margaret and, and Armstrong Jones, and the photographer of the day was Cecil Beaton. They used to go get their clothes on Savile Row and Hartnell's and stuff. They would be in Annabelle's. And so that was very much a sort of ruling class driven aspect of our culture. It changed in the mid-60s and it changed in South London. It stopped being Margaret and it became Julie Christie. It stopped being, you know, John Gielgud was the actor when it was the ruling classes. It then became sort of Michael Caine, Terence Stamp. We know that because Waterloo Sunset tells us that Terry met Julie under the clock at Waterloo. They were shot not by Cecil Beaton but by Terry Neal. They didn't get their threads on Savile Row, they actually got their threads from Dougie Haywood on Mount Street because he wasn't allowed on Savile Row, but then he clothed many of the celebrities of the, of the 60s. And so it stopped being culture designed and created by the ruling classes in the establishment. It became a culture designed by the working classes. That's why Tramps is called Tramps, and that's why many of the Aristos from Annabelle's tried to get in. Johnny Gold told me this on holiday once. He said, he said, he said they used to come from Annabelle's and fake a working-class accent to try and get into Tramps. Waterloo. 
So what we had to do is to create a brand for Waterloo that captured that. And when you do is you look at placemaking, so you look at light and shade, and it's difference that creates a brand. So if you're looking at a brand that's based in the establishment, you're looking at meaning around distinctions of worth, it has a working uniform, it's about being on the inside and it's for insiders, it's quite selfish, it's all about the individual, it's about work and it's about the establishment. But what we do with Waterloo is it's none of those things, so it's not about distinctions of worth, it's about no distinctions, it's not about being uniformed, it's about being casual. It's not a place for insiders, it's a place for outsiders. It's not selfish, it's about sort of communitas and love. It's not for individuals, it's totally communal. If you look at the Coin Street community and stuff around Waterloo, and it's not about work, it's about fun. And ultimately, it's not of the establishment trying to protect it, it's outside the establishment trying to change it. So it's a place of rebels. And so that's what we created with Waterloo and trying to build that sense of brand and that identity around the South Bank and areas. We look at this concept called liminal space, and liminal in Latin means in-between, so it's the in-between space. In storytelling in Westerns, that would be the city limits, and that's where all the interesting stuff happens, it's where the best saloons are, it's where all the action and the gunfights happen. And if there is a place in a city that is liminal, which Waterloo is, then ultimately it, it becomes a place of great creativity, and therefore, you know, the bankers want to go there to have a good time so the bankers move in and house prices go up and gradually that liminal space moves somewhere else and so yeah I think it's a function of doing a good job that uh, the liminal space will pop up somewhere else. That was Bob Shear, the founder and CEO of Fresh Britain. And as I mentioned at the top of the programme, we'll be hearing much more from Bob. He's going to take part in that special discussion about the future of brand Britain and the British brands operating in its slipstream. Bob, Monocle and the leadership of a number of great British brands and institutions will be there on what will surely be a fascinating afternoon. Keep an eye and ear on the entrepreneurs as we'll be bringing you highlights, including a full special edition of the programme from that event very soon via the usual channels. This programme was mixed and edited by Jack Dewars. My thanks to him as ever. And of course, thanks once again to Bob and all at Fresh Britain. That's all for now. Goodbye and thanks for listening. To Eureka.